Hello, and welcome back to The Social Disease. My name is Jasper. And I'm Bridget. And today we are in our second to last season seven episode, and we're coming back to the college kids, stepping away from Degrassi for a little bit, for better or for worse. And of course, our college plots are, I, I'd say they're a little less important this season than they were in season six would you agree yeah I don't know what it was that they were trying to do for these college plots and like I love a good college plot as you guys know Jasper not so much but these did not help my case (laughs) like there was no it was I don't know it was bad it was not a good good run for them in in my opinion yeah I feel like I liked Ellie's plot better in this season just because it was about how Jesse was trash (laughs) but Marco's was probably about the same and Paige's were worse (laughs) and then of course we'll talk about it but we have the infamous Alex departure there's a lot of just I think there's gonna be a lot of negativity in this (laughs) podcast episode just adds up Well, that's what people love to see, the drama and the hot takes, right? We got some hot takes. I have a really big hot take about a certain Marco and Ellie scene that I did not, we'll get into. Well, I don't think it's uh, as hot of a take as you probably think it is, but... I think it changed the trajectory of how I look at Degrassi forever now, so it might be, maybe it's just only a hot take for me, so we'll see. Okay. Well, let's get into it. I think we're going to start with Paige and, of course, a little bit of Alex. Rest in peace. But, okay. So, last season ended with Alex left her home because her mom was being very toxic with her abusive boyfriend and then Alex was stripping and stuff. So, Alex is now living at the the college house, I don't know what to call it, with Paige And Marco and Ellie are not too happy about it, which I was a little confused about because they're all friends. I don't know why they're annoyed that Alex is living there, but whatever. Anyway, Paige gets a new fashion assistant's job working for basically, uh, what was the Devil Wears Prada name? Devil Wears Prada. Like, like who is the- Oh, the actress. Yeah, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's character. I don't know the character's name. Oh, me either. But yeah, basically, Paige is in Devil Wears Prada, and she is a lapdog for her, what's her name, Andrea. And so Paige is super into this job, but she finds out that her license has expired, so she can't drive for her job. So Alex offers to drive, since she really has nothing better to do, since she is jobless and almost homeless. So she starts to drive Paige around, but then Alex gets high with Jay one day and then isn't able to help Alex out. So Paige gets pissed. And so to make it up to her, Alex wears like one of the expensive designer dresses that Paige was in charge of taking care of. And so Paige gets even more mad at Alex. So just a huge back and forth about how Alex doesn't care about anything and how even though she is struggling, she should do better. And then Paige kind of gives Alex a task to like wrap expensive chocolates for this fashion show that's happening. But Alex decides not to do it because 
they are expensive chocolates and she is broke so she feels kind of bitter about it and so Paige gets slightly in trouble for this but she doesn't get fired but Paige responds to this by kicking Alex out without Alex having anywhere to stay and then breaking up with Alex and then Alex is gone forever (laughs) so this is Alex's goodbye I think it is probably the most hated departure in all of Degrassi history outside of black holing I suppose but from there a couple episodes pass and we see that Paige is still working for Andrea for this fashion job and she is feeling very unappreciated at work there's basically no upwards trajectory for like four years she finds out from like the old assistant and like she is offering up ideas and they're not being taken at all and she's just being abused essentially at work And so she low-key quits and takes a few days off and basically plays hooky with Ellie and Marco going to the movies, just hanging out and stuff. But then Ellie and Marco don't want her to not have this job. Like they want her to go back and get abused at work. And also she like decides that it's worth getting abused at work (laughs) so that she could get forward in the fashion industry. And so she ends up going back to Andrea, who like at least thanks Paige for like some good idea she had previously in the episode and yeah that's yeah that's what happens (laughs) um okay so the next thing and the last thing for Paige actually at least for the season she has of course Degrassi Goes Hollywood as her very last thing which we'll talk about in due time but (laughs) (laughs) um We did not mention yet that there is a new roommate in the house, Griffin, who is like an engineering student at the school that they all go to, or I guess Paige doesn't go there, but Paige is painting her room like she's just doing a redecoration and then her and Griffin are flirting up a storm the entire time. Griffin even asks Marco for Marco's permission to hook up with Paige and Marco gives his blessing. And so (laughs) Paige and Griffin end up hooking up and sleeping together. But the next morning when Paige is returning Griffin's wallet to his room, she notices that he has a whole pharmacy in his bedroom drawer. And so she does a little snooping and finds out that Griffin has HIV because he is taking the HIV drugs. And so she has a freak out about this because she like didn't want to sleep with somebody with HIV, I guess, even though they had safe sex. I have a lot of thoughts about this, so we'll talk about it. But yeah, Paige gets very angry and starts slut-shaming Griffin about sleeping around, even though it turns out that he was born HIV positive because of his his mom was a junkie, I think. And she is especially mad that she can't find out whether she actually contracts HIV for six months because the antibodies usually take that long to show up. And so she tells Griffin that he should have told her, even though they certainly had consensual sex, and yeah, they're basically like, well, we'll wait a couple months and see what happens. And that's the last we hear of it and the last we hear from Paige for the season. Okay. So what's funny is that I can definitely see your points of views on certain things in your <laughs> introduction. So let's start with the I guess what Alex and the job is really kind of what goes hand in hand right even though they've never really said Paige is a super fashionable well like into fashion girl 
I think we've kind of all seen her iconic outfits as time has gone on through Degrassi. So even though she like really wanted to be in business, I feel like the fashion thing makes a little bit of sense just because she cared a lot about what she wore, I guess. Like that's really the only way I can rationalize it because otherwise we had no idea she wanted to do this. Right. Like it's not like Paige was ever going around saying like, oh, I need the new Chanel for the season or like, look, look at this, whatever. Like she was never really like that, but she's a very girly girl, right? So I don't think it's unreasonable to think that she would be into fashion and things like that. Yeah. It just seemed like a very interesting jump from college for business dropped out. And then all of a sudden she's like, I want to do this. And we're like, all right, we'll just go with it. Because technically, what, is she still a fresh sophomore, freshman? I guess she's freshman aged, yeah. It's still the first year after they graduated. Okay, so she's 18. She's working for this person. But I can't stand Alex. I can't stand her. They ruined her. They ruined her. I agree. Oh, it's like she's so unsupportive. And she's so awful. And... You can't tell someone you're going to do them a favor and then get high and be mad that they're mad at you because you promised that you were going to give them a ride. Like, that's a pretty big thing to bail out on. Yeah, I do agree that Alex could have been a bit of a better friend in the situation. Friends, though, they're girlfriends. Right, right. But like, just bare minimum, like as a friend, you know? Okay. Like, especially because they're in a relationship, but like fair minimum, like they are good friends to each other. But at the same time, Alex is clearly going through it. You know, she literally just lost her mom, who's her only family. She just got out of a toxic work environment at the stripping job, and she has literally nothing besides Paige. Mm -hmm. So... I definitely feel for Alex that she is like feeling depressed and things like that. And especially that Paige has no time for her when she is going through it because Paige cares more about the fashion thing than like being a good girlfriend to Alex in her time of need. Well, what did you expect Paige to do? Not take a job? No, not, not that, but like, (laughs) like she got obsessed with it very quickly, right? She's like, oh, I need to be here, blah, 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 blah. It's like, she took it way too seriously, way too quickly, I felt. See, okay, this is where I think I have a different opinion on it because I think if Paige likes her job and even if it's asking a lot, like right now, I think that Alex didn't need to offer to pick her up. You know what I mean? Like she didn't need to offer the license. Like Paige didn't even ask her to drive. Like Alex was the one that was like, I have a license. I'll drive you. And Paige is like, that's amazing. Like, you're so amazing. This is awesome. Like, I appreciate you so much. Like, blah, blah. And then Alex was like, nah, never mind. Nah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go get high. Like Alex is better than that. They've always been toxic together. I don't think Paige should be punished for enjoying her job. Especially since nobody else is saying that Paige is a completely different person. Like, it's just Alex being bitter. I guess so. Yeah, I I could see that. I'm also somebody who's big into, like, you want this specific career and, like, you got to put a lot of time in and the people around you have to, like, respect that. 
yeah, I, I, I see your point. And I think in a, in a different season, Alex would have maybe been more supportive. It's like a hard, it's a hard thing because they go back and forth. Like Paige was a bitch about her being a stripper. And now Alex is being a bitch about Paige being a, I don't know, secretary. <laughs> like This is kind of a flip-flop of like where Paige and Alex are. Like it keeps flip-flopping. Like, I think we talked about earlier how I think in season five, their whole issue was that Paige had a plan to go to college, but Alex didn't. So that was the whole conflict. And then season six, Paige didn't have a plan after dropping out of college, but Alex did until her life fell apart. And Alex was very supportive of Paige during that time. Yes. And then when now Paige kind of has it a bit more together and now Alex now has no plan once again, now Paige isn't supporting Alex once again with not having any plans. Even though I do agree with you that Alex did let Paige down and that was bad. Yeah. I understand Alex is in a bad place. Like I absolutely understand. And like Paige should be more attentive to that. But I also feel like Paige shouldn't be punished for having a career. And that's pretty much like what Alex does to her. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, in the end, I think that the breakup is completely justified. Like, I will say that. So I, I, I think we have a different opinion on that. So I agree that the, like, what was written was justified. I don't think kicking Alex out to literally be homeless was justified. You don't okay. do that to anybody. That's fair. That is fair. I agree with that. I'm not somebody who would yeah. agree. I think that they should have broken up for sure. Right. But I do think also that Paige should have made sure Alex had somewhere to go. Right. My guess is she went to go live with Jay. That's my guess. Well, she says she's going to go live with like an aunt in some other place. Oh, so I, I missed that. Well, because if Alex lived with Jay, we would have seen Alex after this episode because Jay is around. As soon as I said Jay, I was like, eh, where does where him and Manny, do they live together? I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, do, I do think it would have made sense for Alex to move in with Jay. But I guess they just didn't want to keep Alex in any way. So they just kicked her off. Yeah, not cool. I agree. I think that they could have figured something out. But I think that they definitely should have broken up. I don't know why they got back together. They hate each other. (laughs) (laughs) They don't hate each other. It just like feels like that. I don't know. If I was in a relationship and like I was with a guy that treated me the way that Alex was treating Paige while she has a job, like. I would have also broken up with him, I think. Okay, well, here's the thing. Like, yes, what Alex did was wrong, but you were also saying how you think it's out of character for Alex to have done those things in the first place, right? Yes. So I think that's the whole issue. They had to go out of their way for Alex to misbehave in her relationship with Paige Mm -hmm. so that they could justify kicking her off the show. Yeah, because they also, they full-on made her the enemy. Like, it was very difficult for me to be like, wow, Alex, I didn't feel bad for her. It it made me very sad that, like, all that growth was just garbage. Like, I honestly feel like somebody else wrote this season for them. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Right, because literally the entire second half of season six was basically about Paige and Alex, and especially about how Alex is trying to make things better for herself. 
and how like she gets torn down again because of her shitty living situation and so like she finally got out of that shitty living situation to live with people who are actually supportive of her and her ambitions and then they just have her like revert back to like season three Alex who is just a troublemaker for no reason whatsoever yep I think you said this before it might have been last season but they kind of just throw away all the growth that Alex had and that's the end of it I feel like there was something else that you said if I if it comes to me I'll bring it back up but yeah they really just sabotage her to make Paige look good because they're going to keep Paige for the rest of the season well Paige didn't even look good in the situation because she kicked her friend out onto the streets I know but like in all honesty I didn't give much thought to it afterwards because I was like that was so ridiculous this whole thing was so bad like Alex not doing a thing because she's like this would be people's rent it's like okay like I don't know what to tell you Alex like you said you would do something like if you weren't gonna do it like why ruin Paige's career over it it just seemed weird like I really was a big Alex fan and this just bombed her for me yeah it's not canon to me (laughs) nope not at all yeah because Alex just had so much potential like I don't know what happened like maybe the actress wanted off so they just had to do something to get her off I just it just doesn't make sense to me it doesn't but it kind of adds up as to like if somebody else for some reason they were like can somebody else write the other characters lines and stuff for them because like she's weird Paige is kind of weird with this whole fashion thing it's like okay what is that Ellie's weird by not dumping her gross ass boyfriend for a while and Marco's weird Marco's a little weird with this prostitution stuff so like like I know we're gonna get to them but like I don't know who wrote this but it's bad yeah Ugh, I I can't it's just it just saddens me that Alex could have been one of the greatest characters ever. And then they were just like, nope, nope, goodbye. We don't want you anymore. I totally agree. It just didn't make any sense. Uh, Well, this is our goodbye to Alex. Let's pretend we already said goodbye to her. Yes. But, (laughs) But even if we said goodbye to her at the end of season six, she still doesn't leave in a good position. No, but she did leave the shit job and her bad family. That was a step in the right direction. And then we just ignore everything else that she did because they sabotaged her. Yep. Okay. So now I guess we could go on to Paige getting abused at her job. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't really, it fits the bill of you need to be treated like garbage so that eventually you can move your way up and then you can treat people like garbage. And it's just a cycle of hazing in the intern world. Yeah, I just hated how they were like, like even Marco and Ellie were like, yeah, you have to go through this. It's like a initiation, blah, blah, blah. You need to suffer for four years to even get a modicum of happiness. It's like, no, I don't think that's what we should be encouraging people to do. No. Yeah, I honestly, I don't know. I guess there have been points where it's like, in your life, you're going to have to do stuff you don't like to do. Sure. Like I had to do student teaching. Luckily, I I enjoyed, you know, 
doing student teaching, but it was expensive. I had to drive over an hour every single day and get compensated. If anything, I paid the school to do student teaching. And like, yeah, it sucks. It's a semester, but once you're done, you get a job. If they said I had a student teacher for four years, forget it. I would have been like, I'm going to switch careers because that sounds awful. And I would rather just do something else. So I don't know. I guess she really, she didn't even really love it because she would literally take a day to herself over it. Right. I don't know. Because like the old assistant was like four years goes quickly. And like, does it, does it really? (laughs) I don't think so. Not when you are getting disparaged and not listened to day in and day out. Yeah, and they tried to make it seem like this woman cared about her by giving her, like, a second chance. Like, this woman doesn't care about her. We know it. We've seen it. Like, why are we letting this happen to her? Yeah. I do appreciate that Paige is passionate about something since that was clearly not the case in college. I will say that. But, like, just... We should not be saying that people should just accept their shitty conditions in life because that is not okay. I agree. I think that hazing is wrong and you should not do it in the workplace. And like, I don't know, there's so many other options. I did kind of like what Marco said, though. He put it into perspective. He was like, you can do this for four years or you could go to college for four years. What would be more valuable for you? And I honestly thought she was going to pick college. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's a great way to put it. Like college would be pretty valuable because like you walk away with a degree, you could do different things. Nope. She just went back to the shit job. Right. It's like the most she'll get out of this is like, I'm sure she'll get exposure to the industry, but she won't actually be doing anything in it. No. And you think this woman's going to write her a reference? Yeah, right. I'm, I'm sure she would take a phone call and be like, oh, yes, I know her. She is decent <laughs> right like you're taking a risk here though that someone doesn't care about shit yeah I don't know if you remember this but like at least I don't know if they planned for this but in Degrassi Goes Hollywood Paige has a different assistance job <laughs> not in fashion I'm not shocked but I cannot wait to cover Degrassi Goes Hollywood honestly it's one of my favorite things ever I do not like when people say they dislike Degrassi Goes Hollywood <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was ridiculous. I'm so ready. It's so fun. Also, the song, such a jam. Absolutely. So good. Okay. Anyway, we'll come back to that one day. Okay. The last thing for Paige is the HIV plot, of course, which I already slightly alluded to my thoughts on it, but Bridget, what do you think? Okay. So we have to remember the time period that this was in. Marco still can't give blood. So this is like, they're trying to be up to date, I guess, with like the HIV thing. They didn't even make him gay, which was like, I'm sure they were like, look at us go, (laughs) like pat on the back. It was not cool. I did not think that their reactions was, like it wasn't fair to him. This whole thing wasn't fair. But I also am like, was it a scarier thing to have in that time period like I guess I don't I don't know well I think HIV has not been a death sentence since like the mid 90s okay so she's just being uneducated yes like of course there is still the stigma around it even now but I know now it's like you're not like everybody knows you're not gonna die immediately if you get HIV 
Right. And there's the, I don't know how, how recently this was a thing, but like the undetectable is untransmittable whole thing. I don't know exactly scientifically what that means, but just that even if you have HIV, you can't transmit it if your cells or whatever are low enough. Yeah. And I think even today, like if there was somebody who was born like 15 years ago and like they were born from somebody that had HIV and they were born with it, if you take the medicine up till you're like 10 or 11, you don't have to take it anymore. Like you don't have HIV. So I know that there's been some advancements like in that way. So mm-hmm. technically I feel like since he was born with it, he took the medicine. I don't think you need to be on medicine your whole entire life. But first of all, the fact that she was like your lifestyle, Paige, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> like The slut shaming was wild to me. Oh my God. I literally was like, this is so bad to watch. Like, but it is, it's a tough thing. It's like, should he have told her? Well, first, first I want to go to talk more about the slut shaming thing. I think even the writers were being pro slut shaming by making him have gotten it from his mother. What do you mean? Cause it's like, they're saying, oh, it's okay that he has it. Like, you shouldn't judge him for it because he was born with it. So it's not his fault. But it would be his fault if he got it from sex. Ah, interesting. I so didn't even think of it that way. Like, they weren't slut-shaming him particularly. They were saying, don't slut-shame because you might not know how they got it. Yes. But they are saying, if you do get it from sex, you're a slut. That's kind of the <laughs> implication. Yeah, because what if he did get it from sex? What's he right. supposed to say? Right, it's like, okay, like you could sleep with one person and get it. <laughs> like, that doesn't, like, who cares how many people you're sleeping with? Exactly, I agree. But onto the should he have told her thing, I do not think he had any obligation to tell her. Yeah, that's fair. Because there's also that, I'm pretty sure there's some sort of law or something that if you sleep with someone and you have HIV or AIDS and you don't tell them and you give it to them like you can go to jail I'm pretty sure there's like something about that or at least you can bring it to court I think there's been like I've heard of court cases where people are like was that technically illegal well I think people have wanted to make that into a law but I think it is an actual law and I don't think it should become a law because Mm -hmm. that's basically like branding people like kind of ostracizing HIV positive people from society which is a very slippery slope when you look at history yes 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 that that is true I don't know I think that it really I think now it is it is very different because of all the medications and everything and like whatever like I personally don't feel like I would need to know but he used protection so yeah like he was careful I can see why she was scared I could see that as a kind of a like a, oh shit like especially since she had no education on it it sounds like <laughs> so I can see her reaction being that way for that reason but as we see they end up staying together after so they obviously work through it the thing is about like you should tell your partner about it it's like like he could have had any other std besides hiv right yeah and like she still slept with him not knowing that information so like yeah 
whenever you sleep with somebody and don't have that conversation, you are knowingly taking that risk. So just because it was HIV shouldn't make it any worse than if it was any other quote unquote better STD. Yeah, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think I still might be upset if, like, even if I used a condom, I would have been like, why didn't you give me a heads up that you, uh, you had chlamydia <laughs> currently in this moment? <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I don't think I would stigmatize. You know, I think I would have the same reaction if somebody was like, I have HIV, but we used a condom, so I'm good, versus like, I have chlamydia. I would have been like, both would have been great to know yes. beforehand why didn't you feel comfortable enough to tell me? And if they're like, you didn't ask, then I'd be like, oh, that's fair. Because personally, I ask <laughs> before I do anything. So I do think it was on page a little bit to, to have that conversation. Yeah, because you could even see that Griffin was like trying to bring it up, like with Marco. Yes. He's like, I have a secret. And then he like, Marco was like, oh, what is it? Then he's like, uh, oh, I like Paige. And then right before they were about to have sex, like he paused and like, specifically asked for her consent so like he definitely tried like he did say that like it is hard for him which I think makes sense because of the stigma but yeah I just did not like how they villainized Griffin throughout this entire episode yeah they definitely made it seem like like he should have said something and I think it, it really could go either way but it's all it's a tough it's a tough thing because it also depends on like the person that you are sleeping with. This is his roommate. You gotta tell, you gotta tell her it's going to come up. You know what I mean? Like eventually it's, she's going to find out literally live together. So if sex isn't going to change anything, I don't know if the HIV thing is going to change anything. Yeah. I was just very disappointed, especially in Marco because we know Marco is educated about this. Like, didn't he go to Africa like in between seasons four and five, I think, to like yeah. really like help HIV communities or not HIV communities, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but like Marco knows about these things and he is a gay man who the gay community is affected more acutely by HIV. So like Marco should know about these things. So he first should have known what the AZT was <laughs> before Paige did. <laughs> like, I don't know what that was but then yeah. Marco should have been like uh Paige you are freaking out for no real reason here didn't he like didn't he ask he's like did you guys use protection yeah I think what it comes down to is like yes Paige was upset that he had HIV and didn't tell her and quote-unquote put her life on risk but I think afterwards she looked at it as more like you lied kind of so even if you didn't say it, I guess, I don't, I mean, I don't consider it a lie, but I think that was kind of the whole problem. She thought it was a lie. But again, at the same time, it could have been literally anything else and she wouldn't have been as upset. Yeah, I think it just comes down to the stereotyping of it all, you know, like back then, even if it wasn't something that could kill you. I think a lot of people still thought it was mm -hmm. so the only the only sympathy I could give for Paige in this episode is that Paige is a survivor of sexual trauma I was thinking about that too yeah. because that's where I think the spiral part went was like 
him not telling her and she even mentioned it she was even like I made stupid decisions with boys before which like still kind of shows she's blaming herself mm-hmm. still to this day so I can see where she was like is this just another stupid decision that I made for sleeping with someone that I don't really know? And even though it's not her fault, she consented, she was sober, he was sober, like they used protection, she did everything right. It was just, yeah, the trauma thing, I think added into it. Yeah, that is the the only sympathy I have for her and the only justification I could give for why she was so upset, even if it wasn't okay. Yes. So, so in the end, like you don't think he owed her anything? No. Okay. It, like, I do think it would have been nice for him to tell her. Like, I think that would always be the best thing to do. But, like, it should be on you when sleeping with somebody new for the first time to have that conversation. Okay. That makes sense. And that is where I will sit. I will be mad at this episode forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand why they even did this, to be honest. Like, why give this huge dramatic plot and then, like, end it? Like, end their forever, like, Paige and Marco and Ellie's, like, careers like this? Like, what was that? (laughs) Yeah, because a common complaint is that, like, we never find out if Paige got HIV. But, like, I think that's kind of a silly complaint because why, why bother bringing it up at any point? Like, unless she does get it. And she, she wouldn't because she took he took the precautions to prevent her from getting it so how would she get it right if she didn't get it why bring it up again yeah I think it would be a whole other thing if the condom broke but it didn't so that's the end of it sorry honestly honestly if the condom broke I'd be more concerned about pregnancy than HIV they could go either way you could be you're allowed to be upset about both in that situation I, I guess so yeah all right that was a, a weird page stuff. So odd. Yeah, it's only our, our second to last page thing, of course, besides Degrassi Goes Hollywood. Yes. Which is another controversial page thing, but we'll get there. Yeah, for sure. You want to move on to Ellie? Yes. So Ellie really only has one plot here for herself. She also has, of course, the infamous Marco Ellie thing at the end but just Ellie things is that Ellie is still dating Jesse she's still working at the school newspaper and the school newspaper like just lost like some lecture slot for like some assembly I don't know what it was but they're like we need somebody famous and so Ellie immediately thinks of her old mentor Caitlin Ryan so she tracks down Caitlin and asks her to do the lecture at the school and uh, Caitlin has the idea for Ellie to actually interview her as kind of a mentor mentee type of thing. And Jesse is pretty annoyed about this because as the like head of the newspaper, he was supposed to be the person to interview the famous person. And so he he's a little bitter about this. So Ellie kind of tells him to like go have fun at like whatever reception thing is happening with Caitlin that night. And that same night, there is a house party at the the college house. So Ellie decides to go study at the newspaper room, whatever it is. And she walks in on Jesse and Caitlin making out. (laughs) Very uncomfortable to watch. So Ellie sees this and immediately runs away. She's like, oh God. And when she runs into Jesse the next day, she's like, 
Well, I'm going to stay with you, but I'm going to quit the newspaper <laughs> because it will it will be bad if we are dating and I'm still at the newspaper because you cheated on me. <laughs> Which I don't know how she came to that decision. But when she tells Paige about it, Paige is like, hun, what the fuck? Yes, the hun. <laughs> so Paige gives Ellie a bit of a wake-up call. And so Ellie decides to stay at the newspaper and do the interview with Caitlin. But first, she gets a little trashed at the pre-interview reception type thing. She has like three glasses of wine, I think, one after another. (laughs) She's pretty tipsy. And so she's given the interview. She's stumbling a little bit. And then she ultimately calls Caitlin a slut in front of the whole audience (laughs) and calls her out for sleeping with Jesse. So yeah, that happens. Ellie runs away, embarrassed, of course. And so Caitlin confronts Ellie about this and Ellie's like, well, you kind of made out with my boyfriend. (laughs) So Caitlin did not know about this. So Caitlin apologizes, but Caitlin gives Ellie another wake up call to not give up her career for a boy. And so Ellie breaks up with Jesse for good and decides to stay at the core newspaper. (sighs) Ellie. All right. First of all, why is she even with Jesse? Right. Like, I forgot about that. I thought this was done. Right, because they they broke up, like, in season, like, middle of season six. And then Jesse started dating Paige for a, a hot minute. Yep. And then, and then it wasn't even a plot of them getting back together. Remember, it was like they just ran into each other at the school bar and then slept together. And then they were back yep. together. So it was like they they broke up kind of arbitrarily. They got back together kind of arbitrarily. And then they break up again because Jesse cheats again (laughs) that's what it comes down to is that like jesse continuously cheats on her and she doesn't care which is weird because normally if you like somebody you care if they cheat on you she seems to be like this is what a mature relationship is right probably because she doesn't have any role models for what one is because her parents are pretty much separated because her dad is in the army and her mom is at home so I could I could understand the first cheating because Ellie also like you know kissed Craig at the same time so like they should have broken up right then and there when they both cheated on each other yep. but like I could understand her letting the first time slide because she also you know cheated as well yep. but now this is the second time and he is specifically flirting with and making out with somebody who is very important to her yep so that the fact that she like didn't even think to break up with him that just kind of shows how low Ellie's self-esteem is I don't even like I want to say that it's her self-esteem but I also feel like I just don't think she cares like I just it doesn't seem like that's an important piece of a relationship to her is cheating which makes her perfect for Craig uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. And the fact that he did it with Caitlin and like the fact that he didn't even say he was dating Ellie to Caitlin, because obviously Caitlin wouldn't have done that, you know? Yeah. Like common sense. If Caitlin knew that this guy was dating Ellie. Right. She would not have done that. Like, I do think the self-esteem aspect is there because if you think about it, like all of Ellie's past relationships, like Marco was leading her on for a good amount of her formative years. Sure. <laughs> like ninth and 10th grade. 
And then she dates Sean, who then ghosts her right out of the blue, and she's left alone. And then she she has her parents' problems with her mom being an alcoholic and her dad being absent with the army. So I could definitely see like Ellie has been abandoned so many times at this point by the people who are supposed to take care of her that she's just latching on to the first person who is actually giving her attention and affection. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. That adds up. I wish it wasn't that way because it's kind of just like ridiculous, but. Yeah. Well, because, because also the self-esteem thing comes up with Craig. That was the whole thing last season that Ellie is letting Craig continue to lead her on and manipulate her because like she is taking the the morsels of affection that Craig is giving her. Okay. So yeah, so Jesse doing all this, it kind of just makes sense. Yeah. That she's willing to literally give up her entire future career to be with this man. And like, what has Jesse ever given her <laughs> even? I have no well he took her virginity. That's really what it is. That was it. You think so? I don't I don't think like that was important to her, but I don't think she was doing one of the like stereotypical things that like, oh, you took my virginity, so we need to be together forever. I don't think that was a thought. I mean, I'd like to think not, but also she literally quit the paper so that their relationship could work when obviously he didn't give a shit. So she was doing everything she could to keep this going. Yeah, but but again, she was doing this last season too with Craig. Because like, remember, she had the whole interview with Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. And then she screwed it up to hang with Craig. Yeah, all right. So maybe it's not so, that, but. So I, I do think it's like Ellie has deep issues when it comes to boys, <laughs> essentially. Well, yeah, because look how the season ends. She can't even live with her gay friend. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's like, well, because we, we talked about this, how Ellie passed like season four, right? Like she just became latched onto Craig starting with season five. Yeah. So kind of like what made her interesting is not there anymore because she's just been like, a Craig fangirl or a Jesse fangirl hasn't been too much depth to her since then. Like I described earlier, it does make sense why she is lashing on to these men, even if it is disappointing to see, but they're not really making that connection. Yeah, because then they also do the same thing, I feel like, with the alcohol. Yeah. Because they like start to be like, hey, wasn't your mom an alcoholic? Like, do you think you should drink? And it's like, People who have family members that have alcoholism, like, can drink, but then they didn't really do much with it. They were like, oh, she got drunk and made a dumb decision. It's like, yeah, everybody does that. So it's not like a special case for her. Or if they wanted it to be a special case, they didn't do that. They didn't expand on that further. Yeah, they, they, were, they were trying to make it a thing, and I don't think they succeeded here. I do think they do a better job of that in Degrassi Goes Hollywood with Ellie. Yeah. Okay, foreshadowing? Yeah, so I, I do like how they brought it up here because this is the first time we've heard about Ellie's mom, I think, since season four. Yeah, it's and been a while. What, what did she say? Her mom has been sober for like a year and a half or something. Oh, she, that's good. Yeah, that is good for her. 
Yeah, she she said something. It was over 12 months for sure. Nice. Okay. So that that was good. Is there a statistic that like children oh, of alcoholics? Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is it is technically some sort of genetic thing that you can pass down, I think. Well, is it genetic or just that you were in that environment during your formative years? I'm pretty sure it's like one of those things where hold on let me see is alcoholism genetic technically it is uh, I don't know I'll have to look into it more but it might be one of those things where you're like more likely to abuse because you have like that addictive gene or whatever okay yeah so yes but it, but it is a thing regardless of the cause yes okay so it does make sense that like Marco brought that up because Ellie, what, what was it? She like downed a very strong margarita in like two seconds. Yeah. So just from what I found is that like addiction is the chronic disease and like from Ellie's self-harm kind of becoming an addiction, mm -hmm. like it wouldn't be surprising if she also would turn to alcohol. Right. So Marco wasn't out of place for bringing that up. Right. They just didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Like they, they tried to make it a thing by having her get drunk at the reception. But like her boyfriend just cheated on her with her mentor. So like, I feel like it would not be unreasonable for a lot of people to cope with alcohol just for like a day or two. No, I think, look, if I was 18, my 30 something year old boyfriend... <laughs> Okay, I'm getting, he's probably a senior, I don't know. My senior boyfriend in college cheated with this woman who is 30-something, and then I had to go talk to her the next day? I mean, like, I don't know. I probably would have been stupid, too. Yeah. So, the alcoholism piece, I like how they brought it up because it's relevant in Degrassi Goes Hollywood. But as of now, I don't think it was executed well. Yes. I didn't even realize it was going to be in Degrassi Goes Hollywood. So I'm a little bit, not like glad that it comes up. Now I'm like vaguely remembering, but good for them for keeping something relevant, I guess. Yeah, because like we've talked about, like Ellie has just been kind of maybe not entertaining to watch, but not compelling to watch in the past few seasons. Yeah, and I got to be honest, like even in this one, it wasn't, really doing much for me like like the scene of Caitlin what, what's the word when you're kneeling on someone's lap straddling yeah <laughs> well like the scene of Caitlin straddling Jesse while taking off his shirt is forever burned in my brain <laughs> I just like can't believe he was full on just cheating on her and he didn't even like apologize he did he really did it like he was like oh you know <laughs> And she was like, I do know, I quit yeah. because I still love you. Uh, but at least Jesse gives Ellie the, the editor position at the end. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I would like to think it's earned versus he felt bad for her, but we'll see. Yeah, it was weird because Ellie is a freshman and things like that usually are like, you've been here for a while, so it's your time. Yeah, because if you have an editor, in most, if not all, papers, 
a senior is an editor because they are going to go off and do something right after like that's just how it goes so if she's an editor as a sophomore like you can be editor for the next three years yeah exactly but also unsure how you feel but I can't stand Eric so I don't care right I I do not like Eric so I don't feel too bad (laughs) honestly I was like nice (laughs) just like but just the principle of it you know it's like yeah yeah. Ellie probably should not have gotten it just by virtue of someone who has been there has just been working more over the years yeah I agree like was it right no (laughs) but I hate Eric so I don't care (laughs) (laughs) well do you want to get onto Marco then? Yes. Okay. So for Marco, like we mentioned earlier, he kind of has a couple of random things going on, to say the least. <laughs> so to start off with, so at the beginning of the season, Marco is still dating Dylan, technically, even though Dylan is off in Europe playing hockey. But since Dylan is gone and is kind of being emotionally absent, he's barely responding to messages and stuff. I've been there, Marco, I feel you. But (laughs) because of this, Ellie tries to set Marco up with Eric, who is a nice boy at the newspaper. So Ellie and Jesse kind of set Marco up on a double date with Eric. But Marco was like, "Um, I have a boyfriend. I do not want to talk to you. So things don't start off very well, but then he ultimately realizes that Dylan is not being a good boyfriend to him and is just not responding to anything. Like, I think he got a very lame anniversary text for like their, this is probably like their three or four year anniversary or something. So Marco just ends up breaking up with Dylan, finally, (laughs) after so long. And then from there, all of Marco's roommates are pretty busy with things like Ellie is busy with Jesse, Paige is busy with her fashion job, and Marco and Griffin kind of hit it off a little bit, like, as friends, like, Griffin asked Marco for his fashion advice, and they, like, go out to a bar or something for a night and have a good time, and so Marco kind of latches onto Griffin a little bit for companionship, and Griffin is a little weirded out by this, like, Marco is trying to be his friend, and Griffin is like, I want to hook up with a girl instead or hang out with my engineering friends. And so Griffin is kind of an asshole. (laughs) Marco is like, um, I wanted to be your friend, but you were an asshole. Bye. And so instead, Marco ends up adopting a rabbit named Hip Hop to fill the void in his lonely heart. And speaking of lonely hearts, the next episode is called Owner of a Lonely Heart, where Marco is at like the school bar and he makes a new friend named Devin who is also gay, and Devin invites Marco out, like, to go to a club or something, but without Ellie, which is actually pretty good. I thought it was good for Marco to actually be making new friends, but it quickly turns out that Dylan is an asshole who only enjoys partying every night and is kind of judging Marco for being broke and is like, oh, we'll never hang out and watch movies at your house because that's lame. And at the same time, Marco tries actually this time to go on a date with Eric but Eric turns out to be really lame and boring (laughs) like I don't want to shit on anybody who likes jazz because I also appreciate jazz I'm not a huge fan but Eric was just super boring about it he was like do you like jazz get out of here do you like jazz (laughs) yeah so not a good match for Marco and so Marco is trying to hang out with Dylan and go out to all these expensive clubs that he cannot afford 
So he gets a job as a busboy with Eric. And he's also kind of taking some money from Ellie just to kind of front his going out costs. And eventually, Devin sets Marco up with a client of his who Devin tends to have sex with for money so that he could afford his luxurious lifestyle. So Marco considers it for a minute, but ultimately says no. And that's essentially where it ends. He's like, well, I wanted to feel sexy and have fun and be like a college student, but not be a prostitute. And that's pretty much pretty much where it ends <laughs> for Marco. The last thing is kind of mostly with Marco and Ellie, but also a little bit with Paige. Marco officially gets together with Eric at the beginning of this last episode. And at the same time, Marco and Ellie find out that Paige is getting a condo by herself, like somewhere nearby and is moving out because of this. So Marco and Ellie get worried that they're going to have to move away from each other and no longer live together. Marco initially asks Eric if he wants to move in, but Eric, I, I do agree with Eric here that it was very fast to ask somebody to move in when you just made things official. And that night, Marco and Ellie are just, they just like have a fun time hanging out with Paige and such. And they end up, how, how would you say it? They just give each other a goodnight kiss, which then escalates a little bit to them having a full-on makeout session. They do not have sex, but they do wake up together and Marco has a bit of a freak out. He's like, oh, I never thought about Ellie this way before, even though I actually dated her <laughs> back in freshman year. And Ellie is like, well, we should probably talk about this, Marco. But Marco is just avoiding the conversation. Meanwhile, Ellie, as we just discussed, she gets the editor of the corn and Eric gets pissed about it. And he basically slut shames Ellie for sleeping with Jesse to get the job. <laughs> so not a fan of him for that. But then ultimately, Marco and Ellie do talk about the situation and how they are very codependent on each other for pretty much everything in their life, which has now escalated to being intimate with each other. And because of this, they decide that it's probably for the best that they move out and no longer live together. And so Marco, Ellie, and Paige have a cute little moment where they talk about how even though they do not live together, they will still stay in touch and be friends forever. And that is the end of the college plots, at least until we get to Emma and Manny. I am glad that they end it like that, though. Yeah. It was kind of a cute scene. Yes. Okay. What do we want to start with? Because Marco's got the most, honestly. Yeah. Is there anything to talk about with Dylan? Like, we've just shit on Dylan so much at this point. Yeah, Dylan's gone. Like, officially. Not shocked that he sent barely an anniversary text. But I do feel like people are kind of, like, I feel like they were shitting on Marco for no reason. I understand Dylan wasn't the best. You know what I mean? But after so long of him not being the best, why are people still trying to convince Marco to dump him? Like, obviously, this guy isn't going to dump him. Like, he needs to figure it out on his own. So yes. instead of trying to get Marco to cheat on his long-distance boyfriend, why don't you just support it until he realizes that it's not good? Yeah, like, Ellie doing the blind date did not sit right with me. <laughs> no, that was straight up being like, hey, even though they literally have an anniversary, which means that they are dating, like, who cares? Let's set him up on a date. Like, that's not... That's not a good friend move. No, I didn't like that. So, whatever. Dylan's gone. Obviously, the date with Eric wasn't going to go well because he still loves Dylan. Yeah. The other thing with Ellie setting them up was it came very much off 
like, oh, I have this gay friend and this gay friend. They would be perfect together. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, I understand they're trying to play it off. Like, it's not that by having them like flirt a little bit. But I was like, eh, too, too easy yeah. to set him up with literally the only other gay guy on the show. Right. And like, Eric is boring. I'll say it. <laughs> That's the thing too. It's like, they stopped obviously the date didn't really go too well both of them kind of knew it and then Eric was like I guess we could start as like friends right and then they end up together in the end I was like what what is happening I'm like don't settle Marco like Marco's obviously settling right now yeah especially after Eric slut shames Ellie and then like I would break up with him right then and there like why are you shitting on my best friend that's not right I mean I think in that in that moment based on the fact that Margo and Ellie practically hooked up like one second ago I get him being like I need to stand by the boyfriend that I just cheated on true true uh, <laughs> so I'll let that slide but other if it was like any other situation then I would be like Marco get it together but otherwise like all of Marco's plots this season are kind of continuing the theme that we talked about last season where Marco just doesn't have friends besides Paige and Ellie and that's why he's having such a hard time which is interesting because like why do you have him join something yeah like Ellie's a part of the writing thing and like that's how she's making friends yeah it kind of sucks like I also had a hard time making friends in college so I get it but it didn't really seem like Marco was trying Like, even with the Devin guy, he just ran into him at the bar, and it was, like, circumstantial. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you tried, and you made some friends in, like, the fun LARPing group. Shout out to them. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And, like, yeah, same thing. Like, it doesn't seem like he's trying. He's relying all on Ellie. And then, yeah, luckily he ran into this kid who apparently lives this ridiculous lifestyle of being rich or finding sugar daddies. And, like, how real is that, too? I think it's more real in the gay community than you think. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they were being like weirdly stereotyping or something. I was like, I don't really understand what this plot is. Yeah. I don't know how common it is necessarily, but it's definitely a thing that happens. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But the guy who we saw, like, didn't he mention like local politics will be unscathed? So it seemed like it was a politician yes. who was in the closet. Yeah, I think it was a politician. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. The fact that they tried to add prostitution to Degrassi's lineup of things that could happen. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't too sure how to feel about it. I think they were trying to be like, okay, now that they're not in high school anymore, we can do real problems like prostitution and HIV. And you know what I mean? Like, I think they were trying to do that. Yeah. It was also weird because like, like with regard to like sex work and stuff, like last season, they were sympathetic towards Alex for doing the stripping. Yeah. Like, even if like, they were saying it wasn't the right thing for her to do, like they were sympathetic towards her for doing sex work. But now they're kind of slut shaming this Devin guy for sleeping with men for money. When do you think they were slut shaming him? Well, just the fact that he was an insufferable person and 
<laughs> well okay also because like when marco was like you sleep with men for money <gasps> it was very much like clutching my pearls i can't believe this this slut would do this you know i don't know if it's slut shaming or is it is it illegal uh i mean i guess technically so I think that might be more of, I don't think there's slut shaming. I think it's more the route that this is an illegal action that's going on. <laughs> like I'm all for like supporting people who do sex work, but I also don't think this situation was them being like, he's a hoe cause he's sleeping around. Like, no, I think it's because he's performing illegal actions with like a married man. And that's the issue. That it's illegal. Well, but right? but then they're they're kind of saying that prostitution is bad, which like we talked about this with the stripping thing, that like yes, the sex work industry is often manipulative and abusive because of the people who are in power of it, but that doesn't mean it should be illegal outright if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. But I think in the case of Degrassi, like it is illegal. And that's why like they show people who do drugs, but then all those people who do drugs, it never have like a successful life. You know what I mean? That's also not legal. Right. So I think in this case, I think it was more of a legality. But I, guess, I don't know. I guess it could go either way because Marco also was like disappointed in himself for considering it too. Yeah, like, they were moralizing about it a little bit, for sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't really look at him differently if he did it. But he obviously was looking at himself and thinking that this is not the path I want to go down. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. Yeah, because we already know that, like, Marco is pretty vanilla. <laughs> like, with the with the whole Dylan open relationship thing. Like, that was that was a whole other thing with the cheating as well but like Marco considered the open relationship thing for a minute and he was like no not for me so clearly Marco was kind of not fit <laughs> he's not the type of person to do these things but mm -hmm. yeah it was just weird because it it's brought up in one scene and then it's like I didn't do it and that's it <laughs> and I also did not see it coming like at all I totally forgot about it, but like watching it from a point of view where I did not remember this was going to happen, it kind of felt out of place. Yeah, I could see that because most of the episode is just Marco kind of shitting on Ellie to hang out with Devin because he doesn't have money. I feel like the lesson should have been don't ditch your friends because your new friends are cooler. Or they could have even just kept going with a gambling thing. Yeah. This is kind of a follow-up that like Marco, well, I guess he was addicted for five minutes to gambling. He, he wasn't really gambling to get money though, right? Not because he was broke. Yeah, but then you kind of see it. In this case, he was doing it because he was broke. So I don't see why they couldn't just tie it together that way, but. Yeah, it was a weird plot. I don't know. I didn't really get it. It wasn't really up my alley because it was like political. <laughs> It was weird. I'm not sure how to feel about it. Only that like they were moralizing just a smidge, which like I could see given the 
negative nature of the sex industry in general. You don't want to kind of promote that, kind of the same with the stripping. But at the same time, I feel like they were still, I guess that's the point of Degrassi. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think in this case, Degrassi's not going to idolize prostitution. Right. And I don't think we can expect it to. Right. So that's really just kind of where I sit. Like, in this case, Marco made the right choice for him. Yes. And that was good. (laughs) Yeah, because even regardless of the prostitution aspect, like, he was considering doing it just to go out on the town a couple times a week. So I feel like most sex workers are not doing sex work just to, you know, go out. That sounds like a privilege thing. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Marco's plot with this, very strange. I would like to move on to him and Ellie. Well, well, first, like, outside the prostitution thing, I did appreciate, again, like, just how these plots fit into Marco's loneliness. Like, he, he was just so desperate for a friend that that's why he considered it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. He definitely... I don't know why he like I mean even he was like I don't know what I'm looking for either you know he's like I don't know if I'm like did I think money would bring me happiness which is so funny that it always comes down to like money can't buy you happiness because I think that's rich people propaganda for poor people to not feel bad about not having money but um (laughs) (laughs) like in that case I think Marco would have had a great time if he was wealthy I think he would have I think he liked it I think he would have had a lot of fun I think he would have eventually invited Ellie to do it with him and he would have lived a great life. But unfortunately, he is not wealthy, which means he can't keep up with it and he's lonely and sad. Yeah, because also like he tried to be friends with Griffin and Griffin was like, no. I don't even like, I don't blame Griffin either in this case. Honestly, I think it kind of goes back and forth because you can't expect somebody to just be your best friend immediately. You know, like, Griffin canceled on him yes but he left a note so it's not like he ghosted him and then came home and was like oops we had plans like yeah he canceled plans it's gonna happen like you cannot act like a sad little boy (laughs) at home waiting for him to come home to nag him because what is that gonna do you know I forgot that he left a note (laughs) so (laughs) that that kind of changes my perspective on it okay it's still a bad reason to cancel like just because you got a better offer that's kind of shitty well also I think Marco kind of like trapped him into going the way that Marco asked him like he was at the engineering thing with all of his friends and then Marco was like hey dude like come with me to this sale like clothing like you suck at dressing like let's go like he's not gonna be like no in front of everybody like that's even worse I guess so. I think you need to like earn friendship and I understand why Marco is upset but I don't think he should have acted the way he did about it. Okay that's fair. (laughs) I guess I just like we know Marco we don't know Griffin so like we're supposed to be on Marco's side so maybe that's why. Oh I like Griffin I think he's normal. I like him I don't know I, I overall like him this episode did not help me too much in my opinion of him but yeah I think he he would have invited Marco in to be his friend more but I think the issue was that Marco 
I don't know if Marco wanted to be friends with his friends or if he just wanted to be friends with Griffin. I think it was just Griffin. Yeah, so it's like in that case, I think Griffin would have been more open if Marco was like, oh, I'm down to hang out with you and your friends because like you want to be able to bring someone around that can hang, you know? Yeah. It's all it's all like making friends. It's it's a tough job. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, but our main event, Marco and Ellie hooking up. You okay. have some hot takes. Yeah, first of all, I didn't realize they were sober. So that changes everything. When I first watched this, I thought that they were drunk. I don't know why. I think it was because they were having so much fun eating ice cream. And I was like, nobody has this much fun eating ice cream. Like they must be drunk. So then when I watched it and they were sober and they hooked up, they said, what, they made it like a base or two? Yes. I don't know what that means, but they didn't just kiss, I guess. Yeah, they, they touched other stuff, I'm pretty sure. I think but, clothes stayed on, at least. No, because did you see Ellie when she woke up? I don't remember. She was literally holding her blanket, like, above, like she could, she didn't have a shirt on. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I missed that. So I think my question for you is, is Marco still gay? <laughs> like, I'm so confused. Um, I think he's confused too. Well, I don't think he was sexually attracted to Ellie. Okay. Like how they kind of explained it was that they are so dependent on each other for everything, even physical intimacy. So it was just like they felt close to each other, especially because they were whining about moving out for like two days straight that like it just happened. I don't know. Okay, so then my second question is, what was the point of this? What was this showing? Because honestly, honestly, I do not think that this happens. Like, I think if you are friends with somebody there isn't a point where like, like, sorry, Jasper, you and I are never going to hook up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this does not seem like realistic. I feel like they were like, how can we make it okay for them to move out and not live together anymore? This was a weird way to do it. This isn't realistic. This does not happen. Like, I agree it was weird. I don't hate the concept of it, though. But like, is, is this like a thing that happens? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that friends become this reliant on each other after living together for one year. I could agree. Okay, my, my main problem, like, just accept the fact that, like, they became super codependent on each other, right? Okay. It wasn't built up in the previous episodes before this that they were codependent on each other. That's what I'm saying, too. Like, it doesn't seem, the physical intimacy aspect of it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, like their their friendship never like seemed unhealthy before this, you know? Like it was just like Marco and Ellie just being friends like they always have. Yeah, so that's the thing too. It's like why ruin a perfectly boy-girl relationship where like you can have these relationships and be fine in life and live together and not have something that like keeps other relationship away. Like they were both having relationships while they were living together. Right. Him and Ellie did not affect him and Eric or him and Dylan. And it didn't affect Ellie and Jesse or Ellie and Craig or like anything, you know? Right. 
that's why it doesn't make sense to me yeah like I do know of friends who are like physically close with each other like they'll cuddle and stuff or maybe they'll give each other like a good night kiss but I don't know any friends like besides like friends of benefits I guess who like make out because <laughs> like that's how close friends they are you know <laughs> yeah I don't kiss any of my friends I'm also not a super physical person so maybe that's why I don't understand but No, it just doesn't add up. I don't think this is something, again, who wrote this? I don't know. Some weirdo, it seems like, because this is a weird thing. Could you imagine sitting down in the writer's room and being like, okay, hear me out. Ellie and Marco (laughs) hook up. And everyone was like, yes, no, no. (laughs) Who said that? Yeah, like I said, I don't hate the concept. I just don't think it was built up or like, foreshadowed well that Marco and Ellie had become codependent on each other in every aspect of their lives because if that were true Marco wouldn't have had this whole prostitution dilemma because he would have had Ellie to lean on but Ellie was pissed at him in that episode yeah like if they were unhealthy Marco would have just like gone crying to Ellie at the second that Dylan made him feel sad or Devin Marco just would have ran to Ellie being like, oh, he made me, he made me sad because I'm broke. (laughs) Right? Like, it just doesn't, doesn't add up. Especially when he was like, I don't think I would have stopped. You're, you're going to have sex now with Ellie? Like, is that really what's happening? Like, I don't believe that. Yeah, it was weird. I do, I do love the Paige Ellie kiss though. (laughs) I love that Paige and Ellie hate each other still. I I briefly want to talk about their relationship because it's so fun to me but yeah like again don't hate it especially in the context of Marco is lonely and has no friends but I just don't think it was executed well I think it was kind of unnecessary and I can't believe it happened sober (laughs) honestly I will never get over that I seriously did not think they, they were sober and they were and that's what freaks me out the most they were able to think about this and they didn't <laughs> okay I'm over it do you want to talk about Paige and Ellie sure yeah I don't have much else to say other than Marco and Ellie have been best friends forever and Marco has no friends so it made a little sense to me even if it was weird as fuck <laughs> okay yeah, Paige and Ellie, they still kind of say they hate each other, even though I don't think they do. Yeah, it's so cute how, like, they're frenemies, but they still clearly really care about each other. I agree. It is really cute. But I did want to mention this last season, but I don't think I did. It was interesting how Paige dated Jesse for, like, a hot minute, and there was never really a conversation with Ellie about it. Like, Ellie didn't really seem to feel any type of way that Paige was dating Jesse. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I feel like it's got to be, like, that Ellie just doesn't really like Jesse that much. Or, or it's back to the whole self-esteem thing. I mean, maybe she was thinking, like, we were broken up anyway. But I feel like in most cases, you would then get mad at your friend for going after your recent ex. But they weren't really friends. I guess not at that point. Yeah, so so that's the only thing I can think about is the fact that they weren't really friends. So, like, 
why would Ellie care? She went after Craig a million times when like Craig had a million girlfriends and even one of them being like Ashley and Ashley was her friend. So. Well, they were still, Paige and Ellie were still living together. That's at least awkward, right? Were they living together at that moment? Yeah, that was after Paige dropped out of school. Okay, I wasn't sure if she moved in right away. Yeah, no, I mean like totally not ideal, but also, I don't know. Again, they didn't write this very well. I don't think they thought about anything when they were doing this. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't mind them being, like, kind of friends, though. Well, yeah, because I feel like they dropped the ball a little bit, like, way back in season three when Paige was the person who found out about Ellie's cutting, and Paige kind of helped her through that a little bit. I was Mm -hmm. always kind of disappointed that they never really grew into a real friendship from there. So it was nice to see this season them kind of somewhat supporting each other and at least hanging out as friends. Yeah, I guess maybe because in reality, do they have anything in common? No, just Marco. (laughs) So honestly, I would never foresee them like actually being friends after moving out. I see like Marco being the person to bring them all together, but I don't see Ellie ever calling Paige on the phone. I agree, but at the same time, like, they still inherently care about each other. So, like, even if they don't, like, talk or hang out like usual friends are, I could definitely still see them being protective of each other. Like, if they're all going out on as a group one night, right, and, like, some guy is, like, being weird to Paige, I could see Ellie jumping in and being like, go away, dude. That's my, that's my girl. <laughs> or something You're like writing that. Degrassi fan fiction over here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a friendship that is cute. I don't know. I just don't think I put my money on it lasting super long. I think you're right. I think it'd be more of a reconnecting kind of thing. Yes. So overall, this is like our first set of college plots, right? With the class of season five, you could say. How do you feel about them overall before we transition into the class of season seven college plots? Well, what it, what was last season? Last season didn't have college plots? No, that, that's what I'm saying. Like the seasons six and seven college plots because that group of college kids is done. Oh, okay. I was confused because I'm like, season six college plots were significantly better than this season's college plots. I think that they should have just pulled it. They should not have aired those. I think this season was a wreck. <laughs> I literally like, this ruined season seven for me. Oh no. Like I really didn't realize how bad this was. <laughs> oh my god. I d- I don't hate them that much. I don't know. It's like <laughs> no nothing good happened. Nothing came from anything that exists like you could just pull them out and act like it never happened. Yes, I will I will agree that's the thing about season 6 versus season 7. In season 6 they made some effort to kind of connect with Degrassi. Because, like, Spinner and Jimmy would stop by, or Ashley. And, like, they went to the school dance, like, at the end of the season or whatever. But in this season, it's completely removed from Degrassi. Like, nothing that Paige, Marco, and Ellie do is related to Degrassi at all. Yes. And, like, it's fine. Like, I don't need them to be with Degrassi all the time. I would like for them to act like they're characters that were on Degrassi. Right. So yeah, no, it 
it didn't ruin the season for me but it did affect I think where it will be ranked because (laughs) unless I could take them out definitely was not it for me what did you think yeah I agree that they're worse than season six and the biggest problem I have with them is that they're not at Degrassi like there's no relation to Degrassi it's basically a different show with regards to the characters I hated Alex's send-off obviously yep Paige and her fashion and HIV thing not a huge fan I appreciated Ellie but I think that's mostly because of the setup for Degrassi Goes Hollywood as a standalone the whole Caitlin thing is a whole mess yeah Marco is probably the one I like the most because it's the most consistent with season six with like Marco has no friends and he's lonely and that's why he is getting into trouble yeah yeah that's really all I have to say (laughs) classic all right well I do think that the other plots are I just can't believe they had Darcy's plot like that and spinner's plot like that and then like this (laughs) like are you kidding the heck okay i'm over it though because the best part is we had those dramatic plots and now we get to end the season seven with emma and manny and all their good plots yes i'm very excited for that because this is the whole manny j saga which is so funny because I'm always like, that's such a ridiculous thing. But from the parts that I've like skipped over or watched or whatever, I'm like, oh shit, I think I'm going to like this. <laughs> I think I'm going to like it and I hate that. Well, I, I like Manny and Jay. They're not huge on me. They're, I'd say they're kind of neutral, if anything, but they're okay. I think I love a good toxic relationship. <laughs> well, that's why we love Degrassi. Oh yeah, so true. And Sean comes back. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Oh yes, Sean too. Nice. Okay, so we will be back very soon for our season seven finale. Woo! Woo! And it's and it's a graduation episode too. Oh. So yeah, thanks for listening, and we will see you soon.